I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Emotional Management, a weekly checkup from the neck up with Dr. Christian Conti. Brought to you by Summit Psychology Services on KDKA Radio. Welcome to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is your weekly checkup from the neck up on KDKA Radio. It's a show where we talk about you, the things that are going on in your life. Maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe you have some issues that you're dealing with that you'd love to have some insight around. If that's the case, this is the show for you. Give us a call. 866-391-1020 is the number to be a part of the show. Listen, if you are hesitant, if you're wondering, should I call in? Should I not call in? You can be anonymous. You can call in anonymously and and you can you can make up a name. But I want to help. I really want to help. So 866-391-1020 is the number. Of course, you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. And of course, you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. We're here live at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show at the Convention Center in Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. We're here now through March 10th. I'm so excited because in live here with me tonight is Brad Ball. He's been on the show before. He's awesome. He's a great friend of mine. He's a sports performance coach and business consultant. So I'm looking forward to talking to him tonight. But what we're going to get into whatever's going on in your life for sure. But there are some things that I want to bring up. Last week, I introduced some ideas about how you play a role in every relationship that you have. And that's a fact. No matter what you're dealing with, you're always playing a role in a relationship. So I was doing a training today. And when I was doing the training, it was a, it was centered on communication. And some of the people who were involved in the training were saying things like, oh, I already do this. I already do that. And one of the things I invited them to think about was this. If you're constantly talking about what you already do, you're limiting yourself from what you might learn, from what you might be able to do. So... I want to help you look at your life in a way that helps you figure out what can you do. You, it's, There's a saying, control the controllables. In other words, control the things that you can control and let go of the things that you have no control over. We have no control over how others respond, but we certainly have control over how you respond. So I'm really looking forward to taking your calls. And we're going to go, actually, we're going to go to the phone lines right now to Jim in Pittsburgh. Jim, you're on KDKA. Hello. Jim, you're on KDKA. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me on. Definitely. So I, I have an issue, kind of a, a reoccurring issue in, uh, in my marriage um, where my, my spouse constantly undermines me to my kids. Mm. And it, uh, it it causes me great consternation, and they they truly don't think that they're doing anything wrong. So I don't feel like there's really a way to reach that person, 
you know, on, on a mental level and just sit them down and say, hey, I think you're doing this, you know, please don't do this or please don't do that. Uh, she's categorically refused to really have any dealings on that issue. So I, when you say control the controllable, I'm trying to figure out how I can, you know, manage in, in that situation. Well, I mean, actually, I wish there was a way for me to uh, reach through the, the radio waves and validate you strongly enough because, my goodness, my heart goes out to you. Our children are our, our life, our legacy. They are the most important thing, I think, for us as parents. So anytime we have uh, someone interfering with our parenting, it is, it's ineffably frustrating. In co-parenting, this happens a lot, or when you're in a relationship where you're maybe separated or your spouse is angry with you and they, they do things to undermine your parenting, it is, it's gripping. It's just so frustrating. So I kind of, I actually applaud you for the control I hear you uh, displaying in your voice as you describe this, because I imagine that your emotions are on fire on the inside. Oh, I, it, it takes all I have to, to control myself uh, a lot of times. You know, I've, I've come to this realization uh, maybe a little bit late in life, unfortunately, but, you know, that, that I, I truly can't control what other people do, and so I'm not going to let other people affect my emotions, or at least I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best not to let people affect my emotions. But that's tough. That's a tall order. So I didn't know if maybe you had some strategies for or some thoughts that would that would center around how, how do you manage in that situation no i actually i really do i genuinely do i think um so I, i'm a really big proponent of us sitting down and talking with our children so how old are your children uh they're, they're seven and five okay so great so listen, it's seven and five. Sometimes we might think, oh, someone's seven and five. That's too young to be able to describe the depth of what we're going through. But the reality is, here's one of the most practical strategies for helping teach young children complex subjects in a simple way. Um, when our daughter was really young, I would just pull up her stuffed animals. And I would have her stuffed animals have a conversation around the topics that I wanted to teach her. So, for instance, if it was something that was going on at school and how to handle a situation, I would just have uh, one of the stuffed animal bears talk to a stuffed animal rabbit in a different way. And what I'm thinking is, I wonder if there are ways for you outside of the time of anger, just in the time when you're with your children and you're spending time with them and you're teaching them as a father does, that you could role play. Uh, somewhat something in the, uh, along the lines of there's a stuffed animal and he's learning the lesson that sometimes when people are hurt they say mean things that they don't mean and they might even say mean things about other people that they don't mean um, but it's important for each of those stuffed animals to form his own opinion about their experiences with let's say whatever the other stuffed animal is in the room does that make sense so yeah, I think I think I got you. Um, you know, I guess you can't key in on a specific issue, but you can make it more general. You could make it more general, but if there if there was a way to key on a specific issue, it could be: look, 
I love, I mean, it's tough at seven and five. It is tough at seven and five. So I think what you can do is continue to be the light for your children, continue to be a guide for your children. And really the truth is no one can take away a child's experience of his or her parent. That So it doesn't matter what your wife or ex-wife is doing or saying. And they, ultimately they cannot take away how your child experiences you directly. So I want you to find hope in that and keep being the light for them and not fall into going bitter back and forth with your ex because if you do that then it becomes they just get really upset with you as well well not not an ex but but definitely uh stresses me to my breaking point i mean i'll be honest i mean it's almost um you know my relationship gets so interfered with that there are times when i just i i I start to feel like I'm losing connection with with my kids, and I and I, I don't enjoy the time as much when I feel like I'm being constantly undermined. So I don't know how to like stay in the moment. Okay, so here's my advice before we move into the break. Here's what I would say: I would sit down with your uh, with your wife, and I would say, "Look, when you're not when you're not angry, when there's not emotions flying, and say, look." my relationship with our children is so important to me and find a way to talk about it when you're not in the midst of anger and all those other things and see if you don't get a little bit farther in that way worth it jim thank you so much for calling i appreciate you calling um Look, this is emotional management, and we're here to talk to you. 866-391-1020 is the number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. It's the show on life. It's the show where we deal with the tough situations that you're going through. For instance, my man Jim, who just called in, was going through a tough situation, and I really think we need to devote more time to his dilemma because it's it's a genuinely difficult dilemma, and we're definitely going to address it more in the show. But we're going to go to the phone lines right now to Sherry. Sherry, you're on Emotional Management. Welcome to KDKA. Oh. Um, yesterday I just turned 68 years old and I do have a life, but I have adult children that range anywhere from, um, 40 down to in the thirties. All they ever do is text. Uh, so many times I want them just to call. Um, and then if I text, if I call them, they don't answer. If I text them, then they answer. Um, and I tell them all the time, you know, that they'll say to me, if I text them, they'll say, are you mad? Well, I don't know how to text, you know, the way that they, the way they do. So I guess they take, misinterpret my texting. So I just wondered how I could communicate with them and ask them how to, you know, just communicate with me through phone. Well, first of all, Sherry, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy, happy birthday. And, and listen, look, it is a different world. People communicate much differently. I got to tell you this story. One time I was talking to a young man in therapy and I'm laughing and you're going to laugh, I think in a minute too. This young man was 15 years old and he was grounded from his cell phone. So he wasn't allowed to use his cell phone. So I said to him, but your mom said you can still use the home phone. And he said, but I can't call my girlfriend. I'd have to to talk to her. And so he just couldn't, he actually couldn't even comprehend 
oh, I could talk to my girlfriend? No, that's not an option. So he kind of grounded himself from that. It's, it's honestly, Sherry, it's a different world. People definitely do. I think, I think the most important, probably the most effective way to let people know what's important to us is to tell them in a way and almost kind of mirroring what I've started to talk to Jim about, which is when people aren't angry, look, when people are really emotional and they're angry, they don't want to hear an emotion. They don't want to hear an opinion. But when people are, when you can sit down with your, with your children, when you can look them in the eyes and say, look, kids, I love you. I'm still old. Fa- I love to talk on the phone, but actually, I'm with you, Sherry. I'm I'm right with you because I like talking on the phone better than texting too. I think too much can get lost in translation in text. Right. Well, I'll I'll try my best to um, up, upgrade my image, I guess. But um, I mean, I I know they love me. I know they are there for me. It's just that, that every day I used to call my mother every day. And there was just something about hearing her voice that was so I could understand if she was happy or sad or needed me or didn't need me, you know, it was more comforting. But I can't read into all this texting and it really makes me anxious. Okay, so let's do two things. One, how about sitting down and talking to your children and expressing to them that, yes, this is important for me to dialogue with you on the phone. But two, ask them to teach you what their text messages mean. Like, teach me what you mean in this text message because I want to be a part of your life. And if that means texting, I'll text with you. But teach me what some of these, for instance, emojis and, and GIFs. Um, what do they What do they mean? They mean some things to some people and other things to other people. So that would be a good uh, a segue into learning more about their style of communication. Definitely, when you're in person, have that heart-to-heart with them. In fact, express what you just told me, because I think that was really heartwarming to say, you used to talk to your mother every day on the phone. I love talking to my mom and dad on the phone, so I, I, I really identify with that. I do think that that would be worth you sharing with them. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Definitely. Happy birthday, Sherry. Thank you for calling in. Thank you so much. Definitely. Listen, I really um, grateful for these calls. I want to welcome in the studio, well, actually live here at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show, uh, my man Brad Ball, sports performance coach and business consultant. Brad, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me back. Always, I'm always, uh, it's always glad to have you. How about these first two callers? They're both talking about issues that are real life issues that are super significant and they each center on really the same thing which is communication absolutely and i think it's very important to recognize in ourselves what our emotions are because if i am overly sad or overly excited or any type of emotion and i come to you to have a conversation that might impede what it is I'm trying to get across in my communication. Mm, Yes. So I think it was really good that you spoke with them and told them they have to be in a position of of peace and not of anger or sadness when they approach that person because the point they're trying to get across might not not might make it across just because it's it's blocked by the various emotion that is but i'm really glad you said that because so the last night i finished kind of the final final edits on my latest book uh walking through anger that'll be out later this year it's about my yield theory which i've spent 20 years devoted to creating and developing this theory it's all about 
getting around people's defense mechanisms and actually speaking in ways that are, are heard rather than having people shut down. And I think you hit the nail on the head. When we have those emotions, they block the message. So I asked people in my training today, I was doing a training on communication, and I said, would you rather, hey, stand up and say, beat your chest and be like, look, I told you I was right and then have no one hear you, or would you actually rather communicate in ways where people hear your message and change their behavior from it? And you want, in, in order to change, you've got to first start with yourself mm. and recognize that, like you said, I could beat my chest and, and you, you very well might be right, but you being right may have no impact on that other person changing or receiving the message you're trying to send them. For instance, let's go back to Jim's call for a minute. Um, without knowing anything more, and obviously there are more sides to the story, 100%. There are always more sides to the story. But just in principle, it is a really important rule of mine to have parents support each other, not undermine each other. In other words, I don't care in a relationship if the relationship isn't going well and you have turmoil in the relationship, you still want to be a united front for your children's sake. So I kind of really wholeheartedly support at least the perspective that we heard on that call, which was Jim's feeling undermined, and that's hard to be undermined by your spouse to your children. So here's an instance where, like I said, I kind of really do applaud the fact that he was reserving his emotions because, yeah, it gets to him, and certainly it does. But how the question comes back to Jim is how does he communicate to his children because he's the only one he can control. And if he gets angry and he lashes out, well, then guess what? His children see an angry father lashing out. The other part of that is... I think we can even prepare, we, we've talked about this on the air before, about mental preparation, and I do it plenty with athletes, but before we even go into that conversation, we can start to say to ourselves what it is that we're going to say to the other person, mm. and also understand, wait a minute, I'm a little heated today, I didn't sleep as well, or something happened at work that might have irritated me, maybe, not, maybe today's not the best day to handle this. So I actually, it's funny because I actually started to tell, uh, uh, talk about that I just finished that book because I, I was up for like 25 straight hours and then I slept about three hours, then did the trainings all day. So I'm kind of at that spot where I did a whole bunch of stuff and I can tell that I'm exhausted, but at the same time, I like to communicate that. And that's something that my wife and I have learned to do really well, which is communicate that with each other. Look, we are... We're here to take your calls. We were going to talk about this stuff all night because what the point you just brought up right now, Brad, about preparing for what you're going to say, I think there's a, a absolutely, I agree with that 100%. The other side to that is sometimes when we prepare what we're going to say, we prepare what others are going to say in return. And then that's when it gets really confusing. Exactly. Because, because then we're, we're expecting we're one expecting, thing. And when they don't give it to us, we're like, well, why didn't you answer the way I thought you were going to answer? If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020, or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdka.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is the show on life. 
If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020. The Dollar Bank Instant Access is kdkaradio.com. Or, of course, you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the Right Automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. But one of the things I actually love about one of our earlier callers, Sherry, happy birthday again, Sherry, is that... Uh, you know, texting is wonderful, and we love getting your text. We actually have text to address tonight, but I also love having your calls to be able to talk with you one-on-one and hear your voice and to be able to dialogue because a lot of times when we ask a question in a text we can get somewhere but we can get much deeper when we actually talk about it so brad we heard some news today that chevy cruise plant in lordstown shut down today and first of all our hearts go out to everybody who lost a job today um you talk about emotional management my goodness when somebody's going through something like that absolutely and i brought up the fact about when you are working you have a sense of accomplishment with the work you do at your job but also you tend to bring that home with you as well and if you're happy at work you tend to bring some happiness home with you and going back to the callers earlier about how we enter a conversation if we're angry then it our message a lot of times doesn't get through to the other person because we're bringing the anger in the subject and i think the main thing here with these these job losses is how how do you think it's best for people to handle that job loss? Because I talked about the happy side of, of having a job. Let's right. talk about the other side of the equation. When you lose your job, what are some of the things that you can do to help that emotion? Because you might not be able to get a job tomorrow. It might take you six weeks. Right. So I think that, look, the moment you go through something like that, there is fear of being able to provide for your family. When you, the moment that fear rushes in, here's what happens. We would rather, and I think this is so important for our listeners to hear, we would rather lash out in anger than be sitting in dwelling in fear or anxiety or suffering with depression. We would rather lash out in anger. So I think it's so important for all of you out there to really hear this message. If you're going through something like you just lost a job and you have that fear, you've got that that anxiety, you've got that depression around that, you want to be really mindful because if you're not, you'll end up lashing out in anger at your loved ones. And so you asked a great question, Brad, which is what do you do with that now? So what I think what you can do with that is talk about it. Bring it to the foreground. Let's call it what it is. It is scary. And I think, look, for a lot of times, I was talking to a group of men today, so this is on my mind about how men might handle something. And as a man, I can relate to this. A lot of times men will feel like, look, if I was providing and now I'm not able to do that, that somehow makes me less than. And it's really important to hear that that doesn't make you less than because something happened outside of your control. It doesn't make you less than at all. And the thing there is you you said you touched on a really good point. It's outside of your control. Mm -hmm. And we, a lot of times when events happen, then we start to think about those events and it impacts how we feel. And it goes back to our self-talk. So it's already a bad situation, but we end up perpetuating and those same words over and over again, and maybe even use some extreme language. Like I'm a loser because I lost a job. Right. And, and again, and as you're saying, 
those are irrational. These have nothing to do, no basis in reality. But we we allow those thoughts to creep in. And if we don't bring them to our foreground, if we don't become aware of them, then they become a part of the way our what I call our narrative or the way we're telling our story about ourselves. So, like you say, someone might feel like, well, I'm I'm no good, or I'm you know whatever it is, might call themselves a name. And what we're saying is, be mindful of that so that you don't tell yourself that narrative. Absolutely, there is a a big difference between I'm a loser and I lost my job. Yes. <laughs> and that narrative we tell ourselves, and if and yes, I lost my job. That is a factual, accurate statement. But that job and losing that job does not define you as a loser in your work life or in all life, in all aspects of your life. It's a separate thing, and that terminology of that extreme, that extreme verbiage of "I am a loser" and trying to define yourself, you start to keep telling yourself that, and you're going to start to feel worse and worse. Well, so, and I spent the majority of my career, I specialize in working with people convicted of violent crimes. And what I've noticed time and again for the last 20 years is when people live in shame, they act out of shame. So if I feel like I'm no good or worthless, I'm going to lash out. And think about this. Let's bring this home for people who are, who are sad and stuck right now in this and think, I just lost my job and are using like the words that you're talking about, which are so important for people to be aware of, and then start lashing out their family members. They start being short with their family versus saying something like, look, I am hurting right now. Like this, this hurts. Like I'm scared. I'm sad. I'm, I'm sad. sad. You know, uh, you know, on the radio, you can't see um, uh, what uh, a radio personality looks like. I'm six feet, 250, bald guy with tattoos. I look like pretty much anybody else at a biker bar. But I can tell you this. I really think it's important for us as men to be able to say, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared right now. Like, I, I lost my job. I'm hurting. I'm scared. And I think all too often, because I actually just ran into this today in a training I did with men who said, look, I can't, they, they felt like it makes them weak to say that. I said, look, it doesn't make you weak to say, I'm hurting. I'm suffering right now. I'm hurting. Like, you don't have to go into some deep emotional spill to say, I'm hurting. And I think just expressing that matters. It really significantly matters. Letting your spouse, letting your loved one know, look, I'm going through something right now and I'm struggling with it. And when you express yourself that way and your spouse receives that message or best friend or whomever it might be, a lot of times they realize, wait a minute, that person really is going through a tough time. And if that person does lash out at me, I can look at it and go, I understand they are going through a tough time. And and you may not like it. I'm not, and I'm not by any means encouraging people to lash out at each right, other, right, but right. it happens. Right. But look, so let's do, let's flip it down. Let's give you right now, if you're listening and you're struggling with a job loss. If you are struggling with a situation where you're really wondering where you're getting your sense of self-worth from, then here's something I want to do. Look, Brad specializes in helping some of the best athletes become even better. And you do it by having them hone in on what they tell themselves. So what if we take that philosophy and apply it to people who are struggling. For instance, let me ask you this, Brad. You're working with a top athlete in a basketball game, and that person's shot is off. What are you going to tell that person halfway through the game? A lot of times, 
I will ask them about a situation of, of their confidence, when, specifically a game or or a practice when they were confident. And I will lots of times just have them tell me that story. And just that change of that mindset, because they're going down the path of the negativity of their shot being off. And they're usually just keep repeating and telling themselves over and over again, my shot's off. And what I try and do is change that thought pattern or help them change their thought pattern so that they can get back on track. Okay, so for anyone who's out there who is struggling and thinking, I'm I'm off, you're saying to them right now, let's think about the times when you were doing well and start to reiterate that narrative. In other words, I'm strong, I'm capable, I do well, but yes, right now I'm in a situation that's a tough situation, but I've gotten through tough situations before. Absolutely. And what happens is that tough situation we're going through tends to, we're only seeing it in the in this period of time that we're going through. And we tend to forget all those good times that we did get through things before. And if we can kind of look back, and I'm not saying live in the past, but remember those good times of pulling through tough times, we can then take that strength and move forward into our job search because we've just been laid off. Right. So now maybe when a time where I overcame adversity and really just needed to hunker down at work and stay my focus in the moment of work, maybe I have to attack the job market like I'm attacking my previous job. Yes. Yes. And And that skill is transferable. So what you're saying is channel the energy in a way that says, I'm going to take this where I would lash out maybe in anger. And now I'm going to use that as motivation to go pursue another job with the same kind of energy instead of letting it anger, making it energy to pursue the job. Absolutely. And easy numbers. If, if you worked a nine to five job, well, maybe it, your now job is to find a new job. Yes. Yes. And, and you set those hours aside. Maybe you need a couple of days to relax or whatever in between. I get that or, or feel what's going on, but your new job might be attacking the job market from eight to five. I love it. And I'm going to highlight one more thing real quick before we uh, take a quick break. And that is this, uh, there's a beginning, middle and end to every single emotional experience you'll ever encounter, which means yes, it is difficult to go through what you're going through right now. But I promise you there will be just as there was a beginning to this emotional moment, there will be a middle to it and there will be an end to it. And no, that doesn't make all the pain magically go away. But yes, it does take some of the sting off. 866-391-1020 is a number. If you want to be a part of the show, this is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. You're listening to Emotional Management with Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We are here live at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show at the Pittsburgh Convention Center. I'm here with Brad Ball. Um, Look, this is a beautiful convention. Home and garden. I mean, look, this is... We want to make our home a safe space. We want to make our home a place of peace. But I believe that making our home a place of peace doesn't just involve decorating. It doesn't just involve taking care of the uh, the aesthetics. It involves what you bring in your emotions to your house. 
I want to come back again. I'm going to bring. I'm, I'm bringing it back up with with what we with Jim's call from earlier. We have some other emails and things to get to, but I kind of want to highlight this because. I, I, I want to emphasize this a lot. In fact, I'd actually really welcome Jim's wife to call in if she wanted to. Look, I understand that there are times when you can feel really frustrated in a relationship and think, um, I'm so mad at the other person, and I want other people to be equally mad. We want other people to share in our emotional pain because when other people share in our emotional pain, we feel validated. We're like, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm hurting, so I need everybody else to hurt too. I need everybody else to see this person who hurt me in the same context in which I see that person. Here's the struggle with that when it comes to parenting, and this is something that is. It's meaningful to me as a father. Uh, you know, for me, being a father is the most important job I have in life. It's the most important role I play, and it's something that I find I think is the most important thing I'll ever do in life. So I think as a parent, we have to realize that when we start to convince our children to jump in on our anger, or we undermine the other parent. We're not actually undermining the other parent. What we're doing is we're hurting our children. We're putting something between our children and us. And that's not okay. Our children need to have guidance. They need to learn about the world. They don't need to. They definitely do not need to have to solve the relationship problem. And by really look I can when you're angry at your spouse and maybe your spouse hurt you maybe your spouse did something really awful and self-centered and hurtful and I get that that could hurt a lot and you have every right to be angry with that spouse you have every right to feel the way you do but it's not okay to involve the children that's the part where I get very passionate about because Look, I've spent, like I said, a career specializing in people convicted of violent crimes. No one ever wakes up and just magically ends up in prison. They they end up in the places where I go because they've led a life that has led them there. I'm not saying that it's to, anyone is to blame, but look, the reality is we need to be mindful at all times. Brad, when I talk about that concept of being mindful, being mindful about what you're bringing to relationships you know you deal with that a lot with teams like being mindful about how you're contributing absolutely and we were talking about Jim we talked with Jim earlier and we were saying about bringing when you go to speak with that person and you bring something along with you anger or, or one of those negative emotions and then we talked also about we could prep for that that conversation yes. and I wanted to bring up and you you brought up about we might have that inner dialogue with ourselves about how we're going to approach that person when we're calm and kind of what we're going to say however how they respond might not be how we thought they were going to respond right. in our mind and I think that's really important to understand and be aware of that 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 person may not respond the way that we want them to or thought they were going to. So there's an awareness within the awareness. Right, right, sense. right. So it comes down to, again, we're talking about control of the controllables. I saw, said that earlier. So in other words, I say, look, my, I would love 
for people to get the message to not involve children in conflict, in relationship conflict. Um, the reality is, so that what I call that, so I call it the cartoon world, right? The cartoon world is the imaginary world of shoulds. It's the way the world we think the world should be. People should do this. People shouldn't do that. They shouldn't involve children in conflict. But then there's the real world, which is how the world actually is. And as long as we align our expectations with the cartoon world, we're let down. But as I say all the time, the world's not letting us down because the world is what the world is. We are letting ourselves down. So what we often teach people to do, which is align your expectations with reality. The more we can do that, the more we're prepared to handle it. So let's say we know that our spouse is going to say something negative to the children. Obviously, we want to talk to them, like you said, ahead of time. We want to be able to, to prepare for what they might say. But then we want to be able to align our expectations with the reality of if that's what's happening, then how do we reflect to our children how to handle someone saying something negative about us, someone trying to undermine us. Because could you imagine the power in that lesson for your children to learn? They're, look, they're inevitably going to encounter people somewhere along the way in life who try to undermine them. And what if they could learn that skill now, which is, look, people aren't always going to see the world the way you see it. They're not always going to see you the way you perceive yourself. And guess what? You're still going to have to be okay with you. Exactly. And that goes back to our awareness of ourselves. And if we can have that awareness of ourselves and awareness of others may perceive us differently, then we can move into the acceptance and and continue to live. I mean, we've got to live regardless. But if we can move forward with that in our minds and knowing that, especially at a young age, it will tend to make things not go into the cartoon world, as you said, as often as they might otherwise. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, again, I say to, to, to parents, make sure you, you're not involving your children. Again, I do understand why. I definitely get that. I feel that. I, I, I feel that. I've done more than 20,000 hours of clinical uh, sessions where I've seen people who are beyond angry, beyond hurt. You know, they're, they're, they're hurt so much. And when you're hurt, when you're in pain... When someone's drowning, they're gonna. Someone goes to save them. They're gonna try to pull that person under. Emotionally, the same thing happens. If I'm suffering, I'm trying to pull whoever under to save myself. And unfortunately, a lot of times that's children. That's not okay. I, for me, I think we need to be more mindful of that. Um, look, the number is eight six six three nine one ten twenty. If you want to be a part of the show. Of course, you can always email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. And, of course, you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. We're here at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show. It's awesome. It's great to see so many people come out and be focused on taking care of their home. Like, hey, take care of your home. My insight is and what emotional management is all about is saying let's take care of your internal home as well this is emotional management i'm dr christian conti on kdka radio this is emotional management a weekly checkup from the neck up with dr christian conti brought to you by summit psychology services on kdka radio 
Welcome to Emotional Management Special Episode here from the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show here in Pittsburgh now through March 10th. I'm joined uh, live up here with Brad Ball, sports performance coach and business consultant. Brad, at the break, I uh, was talking about uh, Rob Pratt, and I did a quick video about, you know, you and I rode the bus to seventh grade together. So it's been a long time. Yes, it has. It's been, and you were talking, I believe, about friendship. And when you find good friendship, it becomes part of you and part of your life throughout. It becomes part of your life forever, which is why, look, I really emphasize, and I kind of, I really liked our, our the earlier call we had in terms of do we text, do we call, because it was through calling, connecting, it was talking, it was spending time together, um, rather than, it, you know, it's certainly, yes, absolutely, is it more impersonal to text, does it fit our busy world today, in many ways, sure, but yes, absolutely, it's more impersonal personal uh to to text rather than to call but i want to go to an email that we got on um on uh, on the dollar bank instant access email from chris he says i have trouble dealing with losing a game a job interview things of that nature i'll get extremely angry for about five to ten seconds where i explode after that i'm fine and i'm able to let it go but my question is what is a good way to pa- get past that initial swell of extreme anger? Chris, thank you so much for your question. I think that's a great question. Look, I don't think that you're alone in that at all. I think the reality is that if you're a competitive person and you put a lot of effort into something and you put a lot of your energy into doing something, let's just think about it in terms of energy. If you put a lot of energy into doing something and then it doesn't work out in the way that you wanted it to work out, then of course you're going to want to have a release. You're going to want to have, uh, you know, that, uh, oh my gosh, it didn't work out somehow. But what I think I'm hearing you ask, and this is something that's pretty common that I get also on my YouTube channel a lot, which is, You know, I'm lashing out, I'm throwing something, I'm hitting something, I'm yelling at someone, I'm doing something in a way that is, I'm doing something in a way that's hurtful. And when you're doing that, the question is, how do you get through that moment? Well, here's how you get through that moment. It involves a change in perspective. In other words, you don't want to just wait until the moment when it's happening but you have to think ahead of time. We have to think about perspective. In other words, let's say you're playing this game. You're playing a game, and let, in fact, that's a great, great place to start. Let's do this. The next time you go to play a game, I want you to have the mindset of the game. Part of the game is not just completing the video game. Part of the chat, the game is actually in how you handle not winning it so in other words that's another part of the challenge watch this if i had to run an obstacle race and i was told that there were going to be four obstacles and i find out that after i get over the fourth one that there's a fifth one i'm going to be really upset why i thought there were only four why is there a fifth obstacle here but if i were told that there were going to be six obstacles and there were only five after i complete that fifth one i'm going to say wow this is pretty cool i only had five in both cases, I had five obstacles. The difference was, comes down to what I told myself. If you're playing this video game and you think the end of the game is the challenge, then when the end of the game comes and you lose, you get really upset. But what I'm adding for you is another obstacle, which is at the end of the game, being able to be calm 
and accepting that you gave your best and it didn't work out. Look, to compete with intensity is wonderful. To be competitive and to give your best. I mean, I'm glad that Brad's in studio today because he is a sports performance coach and he deals a lot with people competing at their best. But just because you're competing at your best doesn't mean you have to react at your worst. Absolutely. And it brings to mind a, a, a athlete I was working with coming off of injury. And we were heading into the playoffs and... She was trying to get her expectations aligned with reality. Well, actually, we were working on that because the reality was she's a competitor and she wants to play and she wanted to help her team. But the coach wasn't making a decision until before the game whether she was going to start or come off the bench or not play at all. So we spoke and I said, there's the expectation that you want, which is you want to play, but we have to be prepared if you're coming off the bench as well. Right. So going back to the video game, expecting the outcome and then moving forward and kind of past it, if you can kind of make peace with both ways, I'm going to compete and do everything I can. However, if it doesn't go the way that I want, now how will I handle it? Right. So you Because you, I still got to I she still had to be ready to play whether she was starting or coming off the bench. The the, the constant in that equation is she had to be ready to play and that's what i told her bring your best that day and be ready to play she did end up starting the game well it kind of reminds me of what we were talking about earlier with those people who lost their jobs at that chevy cruise plant in lordstown like you 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 encounter a, a defeat in a sense right it's a defeat in life in a sense but a defeat doesn't define you and, you know, I know you teach that to athletes all the time. A defeat doesn't define you. If you can define yourself by the intangibles that you actually are, then you won't get so swept up in the tangibles that occur or that get in your obstacles or that get in your way. But the challenge, again, is coming back to perspective. It's preparing yourself. And you said it earlier. The more you prepare yourself ahead of time, the more prepared you're going to be when the situation actually arises absolutely and going back to this chevy cruise plant if i know my qualities are i'm a hard worker i do as i'm instructed or or whatever task my specific task is at that plant my ability to be on time at work maybe stay a little bit extra after afterwards those are things i bring to the table to my next employer and instead of focusing on the fact that i lost my job i lost my job i lost my job and repeating that to myself i've got to start thinking about those things now that's factual but we need to start believing in those qualities that i do have and as we said about attacking the job search as if it was my job and then when i do go for that interview I've got to be able to present myself and know whether I get the job or I don't get the job that I have those qualities. I'm not going to let that new employer define me or so, possible new employer. Right. So your self talk is what's defining you. Correct. In, in when we get, when, as we approach it throughout this next hour, we're going to talk about that self talk and how it defines you. I'll tell you about a young person who wanted life to be fair. And I said, look, 
I'm going to really tell you whether or not you want life to be fair. So all of that is coming up on Emotional Management. 866-391-1020 is the number. If you want to be a part of the show, of course, the Dollar Bank Instant Access is kdkaradio.com. And you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. We're live at Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Convention Center. We'll be here through March 10th. I'm Dr. Christian Conti, joined by Brad Ball. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. <laughs> this is Dr. Christian Conti and Emotional Management. I like that intro, uh, the beat. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I should uh, say some rhymes there. <laughs> You don't want to hear me sing. I have absolutely zero musical talent. I don't know where our, our daughter has. Our daughter's a phenomenal singer, and you know she's the star of her play coming up. But I have no singing talent whatsoever, so I don't know where she gets it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that intro music. Look, the number is eight six six three nine one ten twenty. If you want to be a part of the show, you can always email us in the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. We're here at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show now through March 10th. Uh, this is... We talk about emotional management, and sometimes it's reactive. We wait till someone does something, and then we're upset about it. And we allow them to determine how we feel. I use an analogy frequently of the puppet. So if I say to a puppet... I don't like you. You're no good. You know, there's something wrong with you. And the puppet gets upset. Well, who's in control of the puppet? And then let me flip it. If I say, oh, no, I'm just kidding, puppet. You're awesome. So, listen, we might think, well, isn't that a, what a silly analogy, right? Except think about this. How many of you out there have had your day going one day, one way, and someone comes along and says or does something that throws you off kilter? In that moment, you became that person's puppet. And if you don't want to be the puppet, if you want to take control of your life, if you don't want to be led by your emotions but instead be in charge of your emotions, this is the show to call in, talk about it, to help let us help you work through it. I, when I talk about creating your best life, like I love the idea of being at a home and garden show where you're, you're putting a focus on your home, your safe space. I always say that our home is our safe space. Um, we have, uh, I'm, I'm blessed with a beautiful wife and daughter. We have a, a safe space. That, uh, we put a lot of effort into that space, but What's more important is to put effort into the psychological space so that you can be happy. I've worked with people over the last 20 years who are worth more money than you could ever count, but they were extremely unhappy. And I've worked with people who are struggled in, in you know, abject poverty, but at the same time were extremely happy. So it's really not about things. It's about what you can create on the inside. So the question is, how do you create yourself as a safe space? How do you make your mind a safe space? And so I use this analogy, Brad, I did this with athletes a few years back and I've been, I use this analogy a lot. I said to the kids, look, if I gave you a bucket, what would you put in that bucket? And the kids were like, well, what do you mean? What would I, I, said, what, what's, I said, look, if I gave you a bucket, what would you put in it? And so the one kid was like, well, I'd put my cell phone. I said, all right, great. And someone else said, I'll put food in it. I said, okay, great. So whatever you put in your bucket, that's in your bucket, right? And they said, yes. And I said, it seems pretty obvious, right? Yes. Well, the same is true with your mind. Whatever you put in your mind is going to be in your mind. If you watch violent movies, if you play violent video games, you listen to violent music, and then somehow you magically, magically expect to have peace, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Exactly. And, I, you know... 
a lot of the athletes I work with, they're so focused on their sport. And sometimes one of the questions I ask them after a game, and I know maybe we're going to have a few days off, when was the last time you did something for you? Mm. When? How were you taking care of yourself outside of sport XYZ? When was the last time you did something you liked? And I think that's that one of those ingredients that we all had that needs to be in our bucket. So I've, that's really, really important for all of our listeners to hear that what you just said. What are you doing to take care of yourself? It's difficult to have a conversation with your loved ones when you're stressed out. They did a meta-analysis of parenting styles across all cultures. It was an enormous study. What they came to the conclusion was that the number one parenting skill was love, how you love your children. But the number two parenting skill was the way parents could handle their own stress because if they could take care of their stress, if they could be okay psychologically, then they could come be present for their children in a way that was healthy and peaceful. And I think going back to our caller, Jim and Sherry, they both talked about, well, Jim talked about his children and actually Sherry, happy birthday again, was talking about her children, her grown-up children. And it's the same thing. I I know their call was directed about those situations, but I would ask them rhetorically, what are they doing for themselves? Are they taking some time to take care of themselves Yeah, outside of this? Well, and it's so, it's so important. So I want to have all of you out there think about how are you creating your emotional life? Like, what are you adding to it are you adding look are you adding news stories that are making you so upset like for instance i run into people all the time they're so angry about the news and then they watch the news all day so i'm like wait a minute that's like the old joke that my dad used to tell me when i was a little kid like i need to go to the doctor and i was like why well because every time i slap myself in the face it hurts and so then stop slapping yourself in the face well if you're upset by watching the news stop watching the news turn it off it's okay you'll be okay for a minute um be mindful about what you're putting in your mind what you're putting in your bucket are you reading peaceful things and and it doesn't mean like things that are not um, really directly relatable to your life for instance there are hands-on pragmatic ways you can deal with your emotions anger is natural i say it all the time as an anger management specialist people say well you must not be angry i'm like look at me do i look like i've never been angry i just know how to handle anger anger comes up it's not a matter of not experiencing it it's a matter of handling it in the most effective way possible in fact i was looking for a parking spot earlier and i was really hungry i was hoping i could get something to eat before the show and i thought you know what i'm hungry i'm tired i can't find a parking spot but guess what I'm okay. It's not the end of the world. And by using self-talk that is balanced, I can handle that situation. We talked about this previously when I was on about being accurate with your self-talk. A lot of times people think it's all about being positive, positive, positive. And you and I spoke and said it's about being accurate. Yes. And it's what that statement you just said. All this is going on but I'm okay. So I did a training today about communication. And what I was saying to the, to the group, I said, look, if you have a young person and they say, nobody likes me. Well, think about that. There are more than 7 billion people on the planet. So if honestly, if nobody likes you, that's a tough, that's a tough way. Like it's okay for you to be really upset because that means nobody out of 7 billion. That's tough. But if you say more accurately, I had a run in with two of my friends that we had disagreement today 
okay, well, that's a whole different ball game. But the more accurate you are, the more you can handle that emotion. So you hit the nail on the head, and I'm so glad you brought that up for our listeners. It's not about necessarily being positive. There was an old 80s song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Um, and if they play that for the intro, I might try to sing it. But it's not It's not a matter of saying, oh, just don't worry and be happy. It's a matter of saying be accurate and be balanced. Exactly. I just came up with a new saying. Full be accurate, be balanced. balanced. This is on emotional management. We're coming up with sayings that can impact your life. Be accurate, be balanced. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020. Um, or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the Right Automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. We're at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show at the Convention Center here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, now through March 10th. I'm in the studio with Brad Ball, so not only a colleague but a friend, a lifelong friend, somebody that we used to ride the bus together back in seventh grade, which was just the other day because we're both still, what are we, like eighth, ninth grade right now? Something like that. So it just seems like just the other day. But time flies. 30-some years go by. And when you think about who are your closest friends, who are the people in your life that you're most connected to, it's the people who you're willing to go out on a limb for, and they're willing to go out on a limb for you as well. To do that takes effort. Friendships take effort. And I think so many people today get caught up in believing that things should just be handed to them and that's just not reality if we want something we got to work for it and that means if we want peace we got to work for it and i believe the most effective way to work for peace is to figure out what you're putting in your bucket figure out your self-talk figure out what you're filling your mind with and be mindful to fill your mind with peace i'm dr christian conti he's brad ball this is emotional management on kdka radio This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We're here at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, now through March 10th. Um, Look, this is the show where you can call in, talk about anything that's going on in your life. If you have questions, if you would like some insight, the number is 866-391-1020. And, of course, you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. And you can also text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. We were talking uh, before the break about how to live your best life, how to fill your bucket with what you want to be in your bucket. So my question for you listeners out there is this. Look, we know what a healthy diet consists of. We know that what we should be eating and should be um, consuming, but it's really difficult to stay consistent with a healthy diet. In the same way, it is difficult sometimes to maintain doing the types of things that can help you out psychologically. For instance, filling your mind with the type of peaceful information that you want to be in your mind. I, you know, it's funny because uh, I would always. Um, I think there's there are crime scene shows, right? And those crime they might be they might be wonderful shows or whatever, but the fact is those can really elicit a lot of fear when people watch those shows and they fill their minds with that kind of stuff. It's we we take it for granted what we're taking in, and if we're not mindful of it, 
we can then let it out in different ways. I always say this. Imagine that you're standing on a boat and you have a beach ball and you push that beach ball down. You can make sure that that ball doesn't pop up on that side, but it might eventually go under the boat and pop up somewhere else where you least expect it. And in many ways, that's what emotions are like. You stuff them down and you think, okay, I'm on top of it. But then they pop up somewhere else where you least expect it. And that happens a lot, Brad. I mean, we see that all the time. Absolutely. And and there's blow-ups with, I know in sports, everybody's, not everybody, but, but a lot of the people I deal with are just very, very competitive. And that is a good thing that has gotten to them to that part in their life where they are competing at a high level. However, we need to be able to control our emotions and there's the desire to win and I want them to win as well. However, if we just get consumed by that, that's that ball that pops up and causes a penalty in the middle of the game or during a crucial moment. We need to be in check, so to speak, and have those things in our bucket that we want. Exactly. Let's go to the uh, KD, uh, the Dollar Bank instant, uh, or the Dollar Bank email. Uh, Shannon from Blairsville writes in: My kids are grown, and my husband and I have a happy marriage. I've stayed at home with the children most of my life, but now with them grown, I'm having trouble figuring out who I am and how I can live my best life. Any help, Shannon? That's a great question. Look. When we de- derive meaning from something that we're doing, and then that meaning shifts, that comes back to what Brad and I were talking about earlier with our hearts going out to all the people who lost their jobs at the Chevy Cruise plant in Lordstown today. When you are doing something for so long and you define yourself by that, and then that goes away, you can really feel empty. But the reality is, you are more than what you did. In other words, you were able to help your children grow up you were able to help your children uh, live their best lives and that in itself is so meaningful but one of the catch 22s in parenting is you work so hard to help your children be independent and be free and then they're free and independent it's like wait a minute this is this is hard to deal with but it's true but that's actually doing a really really good really really good job as a parent let's go to the phone lines we're going to go to rich you're on kdka radio hi, dr. rich conti. you're on hi brad okay hi dr conti hi brad hey, hi, how rich. Are you? good yeah, i just want to share a quick story about uh whenever i got laid off now this goes back a little ways this goes back to the mid 80s and what happened was I was in my office, the boss walked by, and he says, uh, Rich, we're shutting down the plant. And he just continued oh. on. And I says, whoa, wait a minute. So I went into his office, and I closed the door, and I says, what's happening? He says, we just had a meeting, and we're shutting down the plant. Uh, he says, I have contacts all over the country. Where do you want to go? He says, what do you mean, where do I want to go? I don't want to go anywhere. He says, there are no jobs in the Pittsburgh area. And I said, uh, no, 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 I don't know that. And I says, I'm going to send out 100 resumes and have 100 interviews. And if, there are, if I can't find a job in 100 interviews, then I know there's not a job for me. Now, I had to make a decision whether I wanted to go to do what I had been doing in the past, whether I was doing at present, or if I wanted to get a job, something completely different. 
Now, back in the 80s, it, it, it wasn't the electronic way of sending out uh, resumes. They have to be typed up, put in a letter, put a stamp on it, put an address on it. So that's how it was done back in those days. So that was my attitude uh, whenever I got laid off because I had a wife and a young baby. And I had no thought about, well, gee, I'm such a terrible person. I lost my job. I'm no good. My complete focus was on finding another job. So I really didn't have that type of uh, feeling towards myself. So, you know, I just want to encourage anybody that may be going through this to uh, just take a very positive attitude and be very aggressive about looking for a job. Well, I actually, I really appreciate you sharing that story. I believe that can bring hope to people who are struggling and going through something similar because you're right. There's, it's so true. Like, you can sit back and say, well, what I don't have, or you can focus on what you can do. I was telling a story earlier today, back when the... Um, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, they played against the Golden State Warriors, the two basketball teams in the NBA, and the Golden State Warriors were like these dominant champions, but Cleveland actually came back and they won. But there was a play that made a big difference in the whole series. And I think it's worth describing. Here's what happened. One of the players from Golden State, he thought he got fouled. So he complained and complained and complained. And then he turned around and ran down the court and tried to block the shot. Well, the other player, LeBron James from Cleveland, he made his three-pointer, and this guy just missed the block by inches. And I show that film to athletes all the time, and I say, could you imagine if he didn't sit there and just complain about what didn't go his way and actually just ran straight down the court? He probably would have blocked it, saved the whole series for them. But because he spent time complaining rather than focusing on what he could do, he really not only harmed himself but his team as well. It's very, very good story. I like it. Well, yeah, thank we you so much for calling, Rich. I, you're, you're, I really appreciate your story because I actually think your story is going to be impactful for people who are, like, I love that mindset. I actually remember um, when I applied to be a professor, it was still before the time where you could just email stuff. So I remember that printing out that stuff and finding the addresses and getting the stamps and applying to 50 different pl I literally applied to 50 different universities before I got hired as a professor. Um, and I, I, it was actually the day that I got hired as a professor. I was at lunch with my dad, and I said, I don't think I'm going to get a job. I've applied to over 50 places. And my dad said, you keep your head up, you keep working, you keep plugging away. And I left that lunch. I got a call in the car, and it, and it was uh, to be hired at the U Duquesne University where I got my Ph.D. They said, we want to hire you for this a year. And it was amazing. I was like, I couldn't wait to get off the phone with them to call my dad to say, you were right. <laughs> you hang in there. So, Rich, I love your story. It's encouraging. It's helpful. So thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you for being a part of the show. Look, Brad, that's, that's, that's empowering to hear that. Absolutely. And that gives hope, as we said. The one thing I wanted to call him about comment back on was Shannon who wrote it, the text message about now that her kids are grown and kind of changing yes. into that other role I would 
suggest to her that she starts to look at some of the things that she likes to do and see how she can expand upon those or even going back to maybe her teenage years or her college years and start to think about some of those things that she was doing at those periods of time and how to maybe start reincorporating some of those into her lives or maybe there's something even kind of another layer below the onion so to speak maybe maybe you were doing basketball so maybe you might not want to play basketball but maybe you want to start exercising right example. right right, it's, right. It's, but it's in the genre of what you were doing and what you liked it at that age range what i love about what you just brought up for her is this when you tap into creativity creativity is something we can tap into our entire lives and the more we tap into our creativity i honestly think that the antidote to negativity is creativity. The antidote to negativity is creativity. Look, this is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti here at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, now through March 10th. I'm here with Brad Ball live. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. You're listening to Emotional Management with Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Look, we're here at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Till March 10th, I'm in the studio here live with Brad Ball, a sports, a sports performance coach and business consultant. He helps people get better. I say this all the time about you, Brad. I mean, you literally work with more championship teams than anybody can possibly count. What, what's your secret to helping people, to, to helping teams be so successful? I think it's really two things. It's the ability to stay in the moment and the communication amongst not only them, amongst themselves, but the communication with the self-talk to themselves. So stay in the moment. Tell us about that. It's really just eliminating all distractions. And when a sport in a sports way, it's just letting your muscle, your muscles have been making the movements of whatever particular sport you're involved in for thousands of repetitive times. So what happens is when we get a lot of noise in our head or clutter, it impedes our muscles from working properly. But the same thing goes at your desk job. Yes. Okay. If I'm in sales and I have 70 phone calls to make a day and I have a clear mind, I am just focusing on dialing after dialing after dialing and I have a process that I use within each one of those calls. So whether it's in the business or aspect or the sports aspect, it's about staying in the moment and eliminating distractions. So let's bring this to someone who is trying to find peace. I was watching uh, my daughter play uh, she plays guitar she plays a bunch of instruments and when I was watching her play guitar I, I, I'm awed by talent I'm just awed by it I love watching talent it's just it's it's amazing so when my daughter changes chords with her fingers I'm starting to now try to learn the guitar just because I love doing what she's doing and being a part of her life in that way I have zero musical talent so me trying to learn these chords is it's really difficult but watching her change those her fingers so quickly from one chord to the next is amazing and I said to her hey honey how are you able to do that it's just so impressive she said just practice daddy just practice right and and so when 
when you you use the term muscle memory, which is when you do something enough times that your muscles just do it without you having to think about it. So one thing that I do for emotional management is I tell myself this particular phrase, loving kindness. I say this all day, every day to myself. I say it so much that it's muscle memory. So if I encounter a situation or thoughts that I don't want to be in my mind, I automatically go to loving kindness, loving kindness, loving kindness. The more I say the type of peace I want to have in my mind, like we said at the beginning, the more we're going to actually have that in our mind. Absolutely. And it's twofold. You're practicing it because you've said it so many times when those negative thoughts, before those negative thoughts even come in, and then you're able, because you've practiced it, to change it. You change to change that negative pattern when the thoughts that you don't want to come in. You say loving, loving, loving kindness, kindness, loving kindness. So I've read about a I've read about a, doc, a guy named Dr. Hugh Lin, and he uh, he said, you know, judgments are a natural part of being a human being, but he didn't like any judgmental thoughts that he had. So he thought he would reward himself by um, if he made it through a day without any judgmental thoughts to get himself an ice cream cone. And I love that concept. So I personally, I'm also, you know me, one of my biggest strengths is being non-judgmental. So one of the ways I've gotten there is if I even have a remotely judgmental thought, I go right back to loving kindness, loving kindness. I also spend a great deal of my life devoted toward trying to see the world through other people's eyes. That's what my yield theory is all about. And what I have found is the more I take time to try to see the world through other people's eyes, the less time I have to judge and the more time I have to understand and actually express compassion. So I say to our listeners, if you want to develop compassion, there's a way to do it. There's a recipe for it, but you got to practice it. Absolutely. So what's your advice to um, people as, uh, you know, moving forward with what they can do to become the best at whatever it is they want to become the best at? I really think it comes down to practicing not only the task and the that you're working on, but also with the mental pre- preparation beforehand and while you're doing it. Ideally, you get kind of, as Eminem said, lost in the mo- uh, lose yourself in the moment. Yes. Okay. That's what we're really talking about, that you're so focused doing the task at hand that time literally flies by. It does. Like this time with this show flew by with you today. When you have the same person you rode the bus to seventh grade with sitting side by side with you at the convention center, it makes time go by really quickly. I'm super grateful for all of you out there who listen to this show. Uh, if you're, this is your first time listening, I'm super grateful for it. I'm also super humbled by the people who re- listen week after week. I, I met someone this week who uh, said that she was a regular listener, and I'm really humbled by that to hear that. I love um, being here for you every week, emotional management, 8 to 10 on KDK Radio. We really try to hit on the issues that are important to you. It's about whatever you're experiencing and trying to get insight on how to deal with whatever you're going through. Like Brad said, the more you can practice the things that you want, the better you're going to get at it. The more you can really focus on becoming the person you want to be, the better you'll have a chance to actually get there. So I do a lot of videos on YouTube. My YouTube channel is, you just go to uh, just youtube.com slash Dr. Christian Conti. And the when you, when you go there, you can see a bunch of videos on life. Today, I reposted a video on the Yes But game. The Yes But game is the game that we play when we are... Um, 
we, we make an excuse for ourselves. We say, yes, that's the right thing to do, but I'm not going to do it. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio, and I always wish you much peace. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We're so excited this week to be able to have talked about the things that we talked about. And Brad, look, I would like people to know how they can get a hold of you. So how do they how do they get a hold of you? My website, www.solball.com. Soulball.com. S-O-L-B-A-L-L.com. That's how they can find out more about you. And look, you're gonna you you travel. I mean, I think one of the coolest things is you're international. You're all over the place. And I tell that to people all the time. Like you're literally dealing with people in different cultures, and you're seeing the world in such a bigger way. How has traveling really enhanced your world? I would. S- I would say the main thing that's changed for me was I would go in with one idea and needed to change. Thank you so much for being here with us on Emotional Management. Brad, thank you for being here. We're here every week from 8 to 10. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.